Okay. Today, um, oh, are you starting us off? I'll start off. All right. Today is Friday, March 12th, uh, 2021. Cal, let's talk about it, man. How are you feeling? Feel... <laughs> I'm not the best, you know. It's not a good yeah. feeling getting yeah. denied. But well, let's, let's talk about it. How, how, how'd it go down? Uh, I opened up my email and I see UCI undergraduate. It says updated your application. I'm like, oh, great. Dude, I was getting excited I, I don't know why i like had this my in my inner uh my inner voice is just telling me like dude you're gonna get it for some reason but irvine is such a gpa school you know they actually have a higher gpa average gpa than um than uh berkeley and ucla do they have like a strict cutoff policy pretty much well i looked you know the you know nietzsche right the uh not the philosopher but the website Okay, I was going to say, like, uh, well, what does Nietzsche have to do with this? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. The, there's a website called Nietzsche, and they uh, plot every political science major in California from last year. And uh, SAT score is the x-axis, and um, GPA is the y-axis. And a red dot is accepted, and a green dot is denied. And the, there wasn't a single person with under a 3.8 I got accepted in their political science department. Mm. So I didn't really even really have a shot to begin with. I'm pretty sure they probably just tossed in the trash when they saw my GPA. Right. No worries. Um, I wouldn't look at the data too much, man, because there's so many narratives going on. Uh, you know, I think when it comes to admissions, you know, you just take what you can and, and, and leave what you don't get and, and don't don't let it bother you anymore because you know i it's weird man i got rejected by um uc davis you know like did you yeah actually i got what rejected the hell? By, i got rejected by all all the ucs except for berkeley um what so all, all i'm trying to say is that the admission process is not the black and white guaranteed to get in this one place or not it's it's really just you know like i i think i mentioned this too it's like you know, fuck, maybe one day or on this one random day, you know, the person reading your thing, your thing recently got a divorce. And it was like, you know what? Fuck this kid. And just, <laughs> just, you know, like, I, I really do feel like it's that subjective. You know what I'm saying? So I, I wouldn't worry about it. And just, you know, you apply to a decent number of schools already. And I think, you know, you, you, you gotta, you gotta just look forward now. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Yeah. Frankly, I mean, was, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say like UCI. Um, was that even like on your on your list? No, honest? I wasn't even like thinking of UCI. If I'm being honest, they're, they're I don't know. I think what I I got a vibe from that school where it's just all the people who weren't really interested in extracurricular. It, like to me, UCI is the school of like the engineering student who just goes in his dorm and gets his shit done. It doesn't seem like a very yeah. I don't know. And and it's just it shows like their average GPA is ridiculously high and their average SAT score is ridiculously high and it's higher than Berkeley and UCLA because they just accept these students that are just like obsessed. And I'm not like saying that's a bad thing, but that's just how they do their. That's what they do. That's their school. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. I never even really had like Irvine on my list. It was like probably the lowest one. San Diego and Irvine are, are my lowest. Mm-hmm. I, mean, no, I mean, not for. Not for any particular reason. They're still yeah, great yeah. schools. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so so when did you learn about this news? Was it in the morning or afternoon? 
literally five minutes ago. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm fresh off the reading the letter. Oh my god! Yeah, we regret we regret to inform you the moment I read that yeah, I just closed yeah, the yeah. tab, deleted yeah, the bookmark. Yeah, oh, that's that's good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I I don't think I can sugarcoat any of this, man. Like, I know what rejection feels like in this circumstance, and it doesn't feel great. And I don't think I don't think you someone can really say anything to change that. But yeah. um, I I think it's. It's a feeling that I think people, we all need, you know what I'm saying, sometimes in our life. You know, I think I think going through high school, there isn't really that many t- times that you need to go through to feel that sense of rejection. Mm. You know, there, there really isn't, unless you like ask people out or whatever, like the social side of things, yeah, maybe rejection's there, but... Yeah, but there's you know, no like yeah. interview or application process yeah, or anything or like of the sort. This, this emotional investment over months of months over months, you know, and, and having it not pay off like that kind of stuff doesn't occur K through 12, really, at least in our area. I, I know some people like, for instance, in New York City, right? They literally like apply to middle school and high school. And and depending on the high school you go to, you're very much more likely to go to a certain college or whatever. Mm. You know, but at least, you know, growing up, growing up in Merced, you know, you, you just go to the fucking place you were you're you're nearby at and that's it and so we don't really deal with that kind of stuff and so i think i think i think this is a feeling that we all need you know for some humility for some perspective so i you know ho- hopefully you grow you know from yeah from this, yeah but. i i mean yeah i i've learned thankfully since i started therapy like i can handle shit like this now like i'd probably yeah. be does that i'd be a mess before i started therapy if this happened but yeah, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm actually honestly not that bummed. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, on a lighter note, I'm reading a new book. Let's go. What is it? Uh, Animal Farm by George Orwell. Oh my god! More, so the second some more dystopian book. shit, and it's I love it, dude. Animal Farm is literally just the Russian Revolution, but people are animals. Mm. Like, you know, I, it, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, wasn't Orwell like commissioned to write about like communism and like and to like hit, like to spread like the knowledge of how bad it sucked because like well I mean, no he's, but he's, a, he's a socialist right right well i know he's but he was also i think he was like commissioned or something to like, oh yeah well no he he's like a he ratted out communist wrote against communism right right but, right right but no no but he, it's it's not communism that he hates he hates stalinism like everyone gets ah. mixed up like there's a big difference like he talks about in animal farm the pig old major uh, is uh, Lenin, and he talks about old majors like being the best pig, the proudest pig. Like he likes uh, Lenin a lot, but he talks about Stalin as like this just uh, a, a terrible leader. <laughs> like not he's like not charismatic, starves his people, takes it all for himself, and justifies it all. And I just don't get people don't understand that there's a difference between. Uh, communism and Stalinism. Yeah, no, that's facts. That's facts. That's interesting, though. Yeah. Um, did I tell you about that? I'm reading Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah, yeah, you told me. Yeah, I just watched the movie tonight. I've, I, you know, I had some time, so I just decided to watch the movie too. Um, bro, I don't know. Wait, oh, so it? Oh, it was good. It was I, I ten out of ten recommend. Um, mm-hmm. especially after reading the book too, because the book definitely goes through obviously more, but yeah. it's cool. Because it's a movie, not a TV series, so they definitely have to pick and choose which details to leave in and leave out. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting there, but um, 
I think one thing that I got from this movie, though, at least, was that like the power of and and the purpose of extended family. And I'm wondering. I I, I realize I never asked you. Like, do you have like extended family nearby? Uh, no, not really. I mean, the closest extended family is my grandparents in the Bay Area, but we're not close. Yeah, like at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not close with any of my extended family whatsoever. Like just my immediate family is really all I have. Yeah, no, I got you. <clears throat> Aren't you the same way? Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm my grandparent. Well, my grandparents now, I guess. But um, yeah, they're in China. <laughs> the, my yeah, my yeah. my nuclear family is is the only one in America. And I don't know. Like, damn. Like just talking about like living with grandmother and and hearing their stories and and soaking up their wisdom and. Yeah. I don't know, man. It feels a bit like, what am I missing, you know? And yeah, I've always been so envious of people who have, like, these uh, strong relationships with, yeah. like, every single person in their extended family. Yeah, especially the older older folk, you know? Like, yeah. you develop this mentor-mentee kind of relationship. But I, I was wondering, though, like, I feel like your neighbor, the English professor, kind of is... Oh, he's my grandpa. Yeah, I like, actually talked to like him about this. Oh, well, really? okay. So, so Kim and Les, uh, like I've been going over there since I was like in third grade, literally making oh, like, shit. yeah, like they raised me pretty much. Like I would go over there all the time and I even had a, like a soap company with her cause she makes like soap. Like she does like uh, shower kits and we started Calabunga soap company and I would go over there and like work with work on soaps. And then like Kim would take me into his room and like talk about all these books I should read. I would never read them because <laughs> I was in third grade. But yeah, you just like, like lecture me. And like, dude, I learned a lot from those two people. And believe it or not, like their daughter uh, died uh, in her like late 20s, like suddenly from oh, like an overprescription. And so I have, I'm, I'm practically like the grandchildren, the grandchildren that they never got is me. And so I'm, and they're like the grandparents I never really had. So we kind of fill, we fill each other's void. And and I don't think you need to be blood related to have like a deep family like relationship with someone. No, 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 that's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. And even I lack that. Like I, I like even that, you know, like non blood related. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But like man. a, like a grandfather like relationship or like a father like yeah, relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that too, you know. Well, it's not, different. I mean, obviously, I have a father, but like in terms of grand, grand, grandfather too, you know, don't I don't have that. But you need um, like other father-like relationships as well as your father. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my, my but, uncle JJ. Well, but 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 what does you know what does a father figure entail? You know what what is it supposed to provide you? Well, it's definitely different than a friendship, and it's like it's more of like they provide you with wisdom, um, care, like. You don't like your friends aren't here to like take care of you or to like, you get what I'm saying? It's a different relationship. Am I wrong? I'm not sure anymore. I mean, to be fair, I I don't think I was really close to my dad. Yeah. I mean, is be honest him. about it. Yeah. You know, I'm not, not really, not really, but it's more like, it's not like we're, we, we dislike each other. It's just, it never grew. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever really like emotionally connect with him? Oh, I don't think so. That's the thing. I don't think so. And and we, we've had our rough spots before too, but it seems like that's it—just neutral or rough spots, never like good spots. Yeah. You know? And he's kind of there as like like someone, you know. But yeah. But 
it's uh, tough, dude. And, and it's just like you're either born with emotionally mature parents or emotionally immature parents and it's just you don't have a choice. Hmm. You don't have a choice. And like, I mean, both you and I got emotionally immature if we're being completely honest. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know. Ahead. Well, actually, I was going to, well, this probably, I'll, I'll save this for my turn. So, um, yeah, I mean, we owe it to our future children to be emotionally mature, you know, yeah. even if we, if we, even if we're not completely sure how to, um, yeah, how we owe it to them. You, how do you become emotionally mature though? This, this therapy. Really? Is, is that it? Therapy. Yeah. No, if I had never gone to therapy, I would have raised myself again before therapy. Like you learn so much and you learn to embrace feelings you learn to drop stigmas and just it's all about letting your kid be a kid and it's about allowing your kid to feel things that's in my opinion that's the number one thing is allowing your kid to feel things like i can give you a quick example i just got denied to uci and i go out in the living room and i'm like i just got denied and they're like don't get down about it don't get down about it mm. like i'm down about it i am down about it and i should be allowed to be down about it and it, an emotionally mature, mature parent would have been like, I know that sucks, dude. Like, come just sit down and talk about it. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Give you the space to feel. But it's it's don't feel it and kill it. And it's all about preventing the killing of feelings. That's the difference between a good parent and a bad parent. Yeah. Bro, I feel like you're going to be a fucking great parent, man. I feel like you're going to be a really cool dad. I hope so. I mean, I'm just trying to save myself first, but hopefully I'm at some point in my life in a position where I can like provide for a child emotionally, because wow. I think I would love to, I think fatherhood is uh it would be dope. And, and a movie that really like call me by your name, man, that relationship with that father and that son, like Jesus Christ. Like I never, when I watched it, I was like, this is, f- this is real. Like there are fathers and sons with this relationship. Mm. Like, just not only is he okay with him being gay, but he's just okay with him crying in front of him. It tells him to just feel the heartbreak. Mm. Like, he's there for them. Like, you can come just cry whenever you want. That is unheard of. I never even knew, like, a relationship like that could have existed. (laughs) It's crazy. And I'm excited to, like, just see what kind of kid I would raise if I, you know, provided that for someone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think I think both you and I, I think approach fatherhood in a very very wholesome way, and I, I'm, I'm I'm happy for that, man. Hopefully, you know, by the time by the time we do, we we do fall into that role, we'll still be podcasting. We'll we can maybe even fucking look back onto this on some of these podcasts, and be like, yo, because I think here's the thing. I think I think parenting is a reaction. The way you mm. parent is a reaction to the way you were parented, right? I think did I talk did I tell you about this? I th- I swear I must have told you about this. Maybe we've but recorded a lot. We've had a lot of conversations. So at this point, <laughs> it's not even pointing out. I think I maybe told someone else this too, but it's just like I think if you do parenting right, you want to take the things that didn't work, change them, and continue on with the things that you that worked with your with how you were parented. I agree. So like, I'm not gonna lie. Like my parents same thing did not allow for emotional emotional talk and just never provide an environment for for one to feel and and talk about it you know and and 
and and they were they they never really thought about mental health as such serious issue either you know and and and, and then finally the, i think this is the big one is that uh they would get angry when you when you told the truth and when the truth was like like something bad like oh i did something wrong but then that just fostered a a time to lie you know a yeah. habit of lying yeah. yeah you know so so i i know how to approach this with my my kids you know to, to do these things to not do these things and it's informed by the way i was raised you know so yeah i mean but, i think it would be i'm just having a vision of like imagine us recording how's it going and we're like in our 40s and we have our fucking kids on the podcast yeah. oh my fucking god <laughs> shit Oh, or our kids literally have a How's It Going podcast that they start even, like, before we started. Like, early in their adolescence, they have a podcast together yeah, that we, like, mentor. Jesus. Holy fucking shit. See, those thoughts get me excited about the future, dude. Like, I'm always terrified of aging, but there's so many good things that come with aging. Yeah. No, I, I want to... I think, I think worrying about the shortness of life, you know? And, and again, I can't understand different ways of other, uh, how how different people think but i think i think we have to embrace the futility you know like yo we have 70 years 80 years hopefully you know i don't i don't fucking know but we got a whole lifetime ahead of us and who, who cares if it ends yeah i think that's kind of the point you know one day we will be recording our last episode of how's it going and we may not know when that last episode comes imagine the kind of shit we've we will have gotten done by the time we record our last episode. Right. But one day that will happen. And then so what, you know, I know given all, you know, yeah, I really hope by the time we record our last episode, it's going to be like old Socrates, just okay with dying, just completely fine. Like sticking by his principles. We're we're just on here having Uh a conversation. Yeah. I mean, I, not, I really, that's, yeah, obviously the, that's obviously the romanticized way of dying, you know, and, you know, we can't lie to ourselves to think that like, oh, one of us might get like hit by Alzheimer's or something shit and like that. I know, I know. It's, a, it's a real possibility. Well, kind of. I mean, I, I say that as out of out of pessimistic thought. It's it's not it's no point in thinking that I like that either. But I don't know. as long as we keep reading, you know, but you no, know, I really true. I, I do believe that our future holds holds good things for us. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, otherwise, Cal, I mean, but, but before then, how was your day? Because I think that's also an important thing to remember. Oh, yeah. Before then, you know, well, yesterday I had like quite the fucking day, dude. Um, I had Molly over and we were just both kind of an emotional wreck. Well, because Molly's parents, if you think like you have emotionally immature parents, really? holy smokes. Sister Wendell? Okay. Well, they, they, they parent through the Bible. So through the Bible or like through the Bible, like that's, that's their guide to parent. Okay. Okay. And it literally says like, there's quotes, like you need to punish your kid with a rod. Like even if he does everything right, like if you're not punishing, you're not a good parent. Whoa. Wait, I can't imagine Mr. Wendell, like using corporal punishment on there. Well, he's not really intense when he's angry, but he's, um, it's tough, man. Like, I really feel bad for her brother too because they just constantly tell him how much of like a fucking slob he is and how he's going to be a failure and like Jeez. he's just yeah yeah and they even like will go as far as like compare him to other kids like how 
other kids oh, are doing amazing and you're yeah, just a, my parents did what they did. yeah like oh. the fuck like who do they not i just don't get how these people say these things and not for one second like like put themselves in the shoes of the child like dude imagine what andrew's feeling like imagine constantly being called a fucking slob like that would make me feel terrible it'd make me want to be a slob yeah i don't know but i mean but but you said you were an emotional wreck too yeah i was just i get like that you know one i wasn't doing too bad but it's just because molly's been doing kind of bad recently i I take some of that on you know and and i had her over and you know it didn't really go very well like we were trying to like communicate with each other but Molly has a very tough time just allowing herself to feel her parents have, you know, done the killing to her emotions so much that it's hard for her to even articulate and like just cry. Like she just sits there and kind of like sits there and like shakes and like prevents herself from just breaking down crying. And I'm like, no, just, just break down and cry in front of me, please. Like, this is what needs to be done. Like, you need to show me this level of vulnerability if we're going to move forward. And it's, it's sometimes like she doesn't, sometimes she doesn't. And it would, it took like an hour and a half of just us kind of just sitting there quietly, just waiting for one or the other to like, kind of like get the, get the conversation going, you know? It's, and so it got really frustrating and we finally pulled through but we, we spent way too much time just talking about the way we feel and that can always become like all consuming and frustrating as well. So then like after we talked, we just, I picked up animal farm and she picked up mother tongue and we just read for like three hours together. And that was, that was great. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad we got to end out strong and like there was a good end to it, but dude, we both felt like shit, man both felt like shit but today now i'm feeling a lot better if it wasn't for this uci thing it was a great day okay oh well, that's great day yeah yeah oh i i've my turns are done i'm good i'm good you sure yes i'm good so i want to hear about you you oh david God, how you bro. doing how's it I going got, i got some stuff weighing down on my soul my dude please tell me and i think it's gonna feel real sad, man. But I feel like you're you're the only person in this world I can really talk talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, so, and, and I feel bad though. It's, it's it. I feel so fucking childish, man. And it has to do with relationships, bro. Mm. I don't know. You, you kind of set me off there as well when you when you talk about just you and Molly reading for three hours, like. Yeah, I think it's quarantine. Man. Quarantine's fucking me up, dude. Or not not quarantine, but just like isolation and this kind of stuff. Like it, it, it's primed me for over a year of not interacting the way I'm used to, and I I I, I think I think I'm going like crazy or something. But I I don't know. Like I'm getting attached so easily, so quickly, and so deeply that I don't even know what the fuck affection means anymore or platonic feelings means or friendship means anymore, man. Like, I just, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to be with other people, man. And, yeah. And, and it's I, like, there's one person, uh, she's an upperclassman. Um, I think you mentioned her last podcast. I mean, yeah, last podcast yeah. that we never recorded. Yeah. yeah. That one had to be scrapped, but yeah. Like I mentioned, dude, I it's like I'm obsessed almost. 
Yeah, I've well, never, I've never been good. obsessed. No, no, it's not. It, no, no, no. But no, no. I'm glad you're admitting that. Okay. Like that's that's where you that's if you feel like you're obsessed with something, the first thing to do is just admit it. Like, okay. can you not get this girl off your mind? Yeah, and it's fucking annoying because I've never been like this, and I don't I don't think it's because like oh she's the one or something. It's just I think it's something artificial, something COVID has done. I think. But then again, it just feels as the you know like, mm. I don't I don't know, man. I, and and like you know, I I I asked if we can go on a walk. You know, and and she hasn't responded. You know, and like, it's mm. been eating me up. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, dude, that'll I, that'll I, fucking do it to you. I, I yeah, and I I don't want to do this to myself or to anyone else. I don't know, like, and talking about, like, parents and shit, man, like, I, I don't really have anyone to talk to. I get what you do. It just feels like I'm just doing this, you know. And, On your own? Yeah. I mean, you always remember you have me. Yeah. Okay, that's, to that's begin like, with. That's, like, that's, that's why I'm I'm really grateful, yet at the same time, kind of scared, you know. Yeah, like, you know, you know, like, what if you're not the, not there at a, at a particular moment, you know? And you can't always rely on just one person. And and as much as you you've been there for me, I you know you can't always be there, right? Just realistically, and I'm just you know. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm like practically always here. No, I know, like, but, need, but no, but no, no, but yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. So. And that's a tough one. You can't just be like, we'll go out and develop relationships, deep <laughs> relationships with people. Why don't you just do that, David? Yeah, that's unrealistic. I didn't even think about that. Crap, wait. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just force these things. But it, I mean, I think, I think the, the reason why our, our friendship works is that we're both just ourselves. We're just ourselves. And I think, I think you may have an issue with just like, being yourself around people and like that's that's where it begins like that's where deep relationships start is when you can just present yourself like not yourself and trying to be charismatic or yourself and trying to impress someone or yourself and i'm trying to get on a date with this girl but just like yourself and just see where these relationships take you i guess no i don't think that's my problem though i think i'm very comfortable Mm. being myself around people but then it just i'm also not willing to i think especially in an environment like this yeah college plus isolation you really need to be one to like take the reins of 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 a a connection and and really go out there and yeah and i don't know and 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 you know i'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie like i feel like i really click with this person yeah i feel like i don't know you kind of feel it you know Mm-hmm. And I have yet to experience that with anyone else I've met here so far. So when when I when I do feel that though, I latch onto it so hard because I have, you know, it's like it's like you, you you're dreaming and you, you, you dreamt a dream, right? And but you don't really remember it, right? Like you know that you dreamed last yeah, night, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what it was, but then you like you you remember like a specific scene. Of that of that dream and you suddenly remember it and you just latch onto it hard yes it expands itself into the full dream I don't, i'm not making a lot of sense here but yeah yeah you just latch onto it no i understand what you're saying 
you know, I, I click with someone. And then because of this long drought of clicking, I this immediately overflows into obsession. Obsession. You know, like I, I you know, not to, not to be so dramatic as in like, you know, I'm in a desert and I find an oasis kind of thing, but it really does. <laughs> but it's pretty like, damn near, right? <laughs> it does feel like that sometimes, you know. And uh, I hate it. I, I absolutely despise it. It's 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 literally affecting how I can approach day to day, like function. Fuck. I don't need pity or anything, and and or or anything like that. I well, just, I do feel bad, and and I and I will feel bad, but for you, man, it sucks. No, no, no. Yeah, I I know, but but what I mean is like, yeah, I I I don't know. Um, I I don't know. I it's it's a problem. Um, it's very obscure too. Maybe you know? I'm sure people. And 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 the worst part of all of this is that, on top of this, I know how meaningless this issue is and it's funny because a lot of the things i'm doing for my classes right now have to have to do with looking at poverty and 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 you know marginalized groups and then i read about these plights like like in hillbilly elegy and it's like these people are going through shit's creek compared to my compared to my antics over here and it's just i i think i mentioned this to you once and you said like that's not a good way to think and i understand but um yeah, the, 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 it's 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 a factor in all of this, you know. Mm. But I, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Of course, you don't want to like minimize your own feelings just because other people have it worse. Yeah, yeah. it's a terrible thing. But yeah, I oh, get where you're coming from. If I may add to, you know, the podcast I'm doing with Humans of Harvard, Humans of Harvard College podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this is gonna sound so like Shakespearean dramatics, but. It feels like I fall in love with every single one of my fucking guests, bro. Um, really? Not, not okay. Well, not that, but it's like again, it's like attachment. You know, it's like oh my god. Oh yeah, I mean, you're having this, you're having these deep conversations with these people. And you, you lack that right now, that connection. So obviously, Maybe. oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but again, it's not really. Yeah, I use I'm using the wrong words. You know, it's like it's I, it's it's definitely platonic. You know, it's not like romantic love. But it's well, like, yeah, of course, yeah. You know, a love is like you love a brother or a sister that you're able to connect to. But that that's horrible, you know, because like y- you make this connection and it's pretty much a one-off. Mm. You know, because you you podcast and then you're done. You know, th- this reminds me, and I think I told you about this too. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. That podcast, yeah. how yeah. Like, Conan O'Brien has been a TV host for over two decades and never made a friend because all he does is just interview guests and then be done. And I'm, I'm I think I'm starting to feel that too a little bit. You know, on how like just all of this is just just one offs. You know, and and I, I get to talk and then because of this like long 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 term lack of connection any any room any small sign of it i i hang on tightly mm. and and it's not healthy man and i'm i'm seriously thinking about getting to a therapist too now because this is at this point it's impeding my physical abilities of like focusing yeah get to a therapist of course I, do they have them on campus 
No, they don't. They're all virtual. None of them are going to be in person, which is, I know you mentioned like being in person with your therapist was crucial. So I, yeah, I've been doing some phone sessions, but obviously I prefer to be in person, but no, the phone sessions, they do, they do help. But at some point, will they open up in person? I have no idea, man. If they did, I haven't yet to hear about it. And I don't think they will. Until they have the double vaccinations. They don't even allow us to have more than two people in our dorms, man. I mean, I I doubt. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So, 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 so the, the, the... There, there, and and uh, today was a bad day. I'm going to tell you right now. I was going to text you tomorrow morning, but I failed the I, I failed the screen time. I got three hours and five minutes because I was on a call and just didn't see it and just. No, oh, that's okay. Well, don't worry, bro. Like I, I, I failed the screen time, unfortunately. No, that's okay, and I mean you can still finish strong, right? Well, I'm definitely not using it anymore, but yeah, so it's like three hours, like seven minutes, I think, right over. But still, the promise is a promise. Streak's broken, and I guess we just got to restart. But Yeah, well, new streak, but like, I mean, um, we like for three weeks straight, you and I just went over three hours without even fucking caring. Sure, it is an improvement. I agree, but. It is. And, and talk about it, man. Like, that's, we had a good streak going. Like, it, a streak is the way. I think we found the answer here. I think so. Yeah. 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 I definitely think so. I think but my weekly average is sub three, two, which is the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. Well, what have, and I guess my advice for obsession is like, I've been in like a situation where I've been obsessed and like obsessed over literally anything. Like some, sometimes like it's an obsession over Molly. Other times it's like an obsession over needing to buy a new pair of pants. Like something that ridiculous. And I'll just be on my computer like looking at every pair of pants I could possibly buy for like three hours or an obsession with myself. The best way to handle obsession is to just use that energy for something else because you got plenty of it when you're obsessed. And uh, I don't know if, if it's I, energy though, because I feel like I'm just tired all day. Think just so? From thinking about all this, you know, just tired all day and just. Tired. Well, that's just that's just depression. Depression will make you feel very tired. Oh my god, am I really going fucking depressed over some stupid fucking shit like this? Are you kidding? Well, me? it's not stupid, like whatsoever. Like I actually think this is good for you. Just the fact that you are feeling, and it's intense. Like that's that's a good thing that, that you are feeling. But um, I think the depression is the fact that you hate this feeling, and that's where the depression is coming from. Is you just don't want to feel it anymore, and that kind of just takes you in the direction. It's like you just don't want to exist right now because it's just terrible. But I think the best way to do, and almost in any situation, is to reframe the way you look at emotions. I mean, that's really the only way to be happy. And I would be very impressed if you somehow spin this to be a positive, or somehow embrace these feelings of loneliness and obsession and and embraced them and, and made it a positive experience because that that's where real progress comes for uh, for mental health yeah but i i don't think i have the strength to do this do this on my own i i'm gonna try and talk to some professional or something because yeah. well uh, please do yes yes of course like hit somebody up david if it's if it's affecting like well if you're literally being physically affected by this like you've hit depression levels that you should probably seek help. You get me? 
Yeah, I've been here. Like, oh my god, I'll never forget when we, the when we first started podcasting. It's the worst fucking time of my life, dude. I have I, I always go back to those journal entries and just revisit how fucking terrible I felt. Wait, this is wait. What do you mean when we started pod? Like, started how's it going or started? Dating? Yeah, started how's it going? Oh, okay, okay. So like August. Yeah, dude. It was the, August was the worst month of my whole life. I, I I hated living. I wanted to stop existing really bad. Like, I really was down bad, and I and that's when I started breaking out in like stress hives. Like, it was literally like changing my body my skin the depression because it was so terrible like i've been here it's fucking awful but what i've learned is when i feel that shitty instead of just shutting down or getting frustrated or just not wanting to exist i use i use it as a moment to observe like what is what really is this feeling like what am i feeling and then to validate and then to try to move on that's really all you can do. That's what emotions are for. Observing, validating, asking yourself what you need. Right. Um, and of course, getting help is like the biggest thing I could recommend because therapy, I probably would have never gotten out of August if I didn't have a therapist. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, definitely talking to you about this too is, is it feels good. And yeah. may- maybe sometimes all I need is just some reassurance. I don't know, something. something yeah, of course. Something's going right, maybe. I don't know. The things are going right. I mean, it's like depression affects everything. Like you suddenly feel like everything you fucking do is a waste of time. And maybe you even think just being at Harvard is a waste of fucking time and life's a waste of time. And you even it will affect your memories. You'll look back on things that you used to enjoy and suddenly it was shitty. Like depression gets into every nook and cranny in your brain and tricks you into thinking that life is not worth living. But just know it's temporary and know that you've been happy before and those feelings will come back. Like oh, shit, yeah, you're right. It, it, it always comes back. Like this this isn't forever. And yeah, you're good and you're not alone. I've been here before and you can always fucking call me, David. Always. Yeah. Thank you. You fuck it. You could always call Molly. You know, she's always <laughs> fucking there for you as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Great. Okay. Well, thank you, Cal. I think I think this is. I I needed this tonight. I yeah, of course. And, and go try to go fucking try to date that girl or something. You know. Uh no, I I don't think this will be able to go anywhere, dude. She's she's like she's like twenty three, man. Fuck it, bro. Who no, cares? No, 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 no. no. I just need to I mean, get over obsession. It's not even, I don't, it, again, it's not romantic. I don't think, maybe, I don't even fucking know anymore, but I just know that it's something not normal. This well, is how old was, how old was, uh, Elliot? No, I'm not, I'm not using, <laughs> I'm using, using that shit as an example. Um, but, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I just want to heal. That's all I'm asking for, man. I'm not asking for. Of course, for of course. Love. I just want to yeah. feel better, dude. Yeah, and I, I, I totally get that, dude. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's not about. I guess before we go, yeah, just it's not about feeling happy. It's about being okay with being depressed, because <laughs> the depression will never go away. It's a feeling that exists and will never go away. But it's about just reframing it. Um. Yeah. Um, great conversation. This is one for the books, and my computer didn't die this time. That's true. 
That's true. Thank you, Cal. I, again, yeah. This is beyond what. I mean, you're 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 filling in every single role that everyone else. Could have. <laughs> yeah, and you, dude. This podcast is pretty much filling the voids that we always. I agree. Lacked. Yeah. It's my third fucking parent. This podcast out here. <laughs> oh, it is, dude. Seriously. All right, man. So I guess this has been Friday. Well, I guess for me here is Saturday now, but um Yeah, and it's yeah, Friday, March twelfth, twenty twenty one. That's how David and Cal felt. <laughs>